Who do you believe in? Who moves you? Who inspires you? My name is Tariq Ture, and I want you to meet some of the people that inspire me. And they've done that simply because no matter the situation, they've gone above and beyond. Welcome to Above and Beyond. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salam ala ashraf al-anbiya wa musaleen. Sayyidina wa nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum, peace to everyone. The voice you just heard was that of none other than a good friend of mine, Imam Kamal Ayubi, um, who hails and, and grew up in Los Angeles, California, works now at uh, the University of Michigan um, in their spiritual care center. Um, he graduated uh, from San Francisco State University, um, concentrating in visual arts, um, has been working in holistic health studies and religious and spiritual education um, for almost two decades now, I believe, you know, going going on to two decades right now. Um, and before serving at University of Michigan Hospital um, and Health Systems, um, he worked as a staff chaplain in adult pallia palliative care and in a cardiac progressive year care unit at Beaumont Royal Oak from 2010 to 2015. Most of all, um, Imam Kamal is a seeker and I thought particular when we were speaking on Friday night, I believe, on a phone conversation, a regular old phone conversation, that it probably would be good to get um, one of one of our beloveds on record. So this is just, you know, us having a regular conversation on record. And so thank you so much for making the time um, this particular Sunday. Assalamu alaikum, brother Kamal. Thank you for introducing us as well. Oh, wa alaikum salam rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And salams to all your, your friends and family and those who are connected on this. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So we are, it is Sunday, April, is it the 5th? Yes, it is the 5th, which means we have been in many states and many cities, municipalities, and jurisdictions around the world uh, under quarantine. We've had to sit down, and a lot of people have been struggling with sitting down. <laughs> and um, I think you know the first thing that I that I, when we discussed on Friday, I was like, you know, I wanted your take on this process because it's about three, four weeks now in of it, three to four weeks yeah. now in of having to sit down. Um, how are you approaching it? How have you approached it? And what was your kind of first first thoughts of when, when, when people say, like, okay, nobody go anywhere? <laughs> what were your first thoughts? Mm, interesting. Man, that seems like a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> a, lot, <laughs> a lot has happened uh, since then. Um, but I remember actually the first week, uh, you know, working in a hospital, I actually started to not feel well. Um, my, my immune system was, like, ramped up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't have a cough or anything, but and I didn't have a fever, just a disclaimer. But <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely felt like my my immune system ramped up and my, my system sort of just like defending itself. And, um, you know, I just I just paid attention to it. I honored it. I was like, OK, well, this is a this is an opportunity right now to just slow down and uh, reflect and and, 
you know, be at home. And like I was telling you, like my my teacher, Sheikh Hisham Kabani, uh, he had mentioned like 20 years ago, you know, that, hey, it's you, this is a time where you want to stay home as much as possible. Just mm. be intentional about your movements. Um, mm. But just be, you know, he was telling us to stay home and be with your family and, and you know, sort of like the time of the people of the cave, just <laughs> get mm. used to sort of like being low key. And, you know, like the Hadith says, the one sitting will be better than the one standing uh, toward the end of end of time. Mm. And that was that was the directive to, to pretty yeah. much stay home. And it was a strange directive for the people of that time. You know, this was back in the um, late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, it's like, you know, there's a lot of people who want to, they want to go out and they want to be very active. And there's nothing against that. I'm not saying, but this is just his particular um, advice at that time. And we, we listened to it to different degrees. You know, like if I hadn't gone out, like we were saying the other night, uh, the other day, the other night, if I... It's not like we're on strict lockdown, but it was just this general voice in the back of our minds and hearts just to say like, oh, it's it's okay to sit down and be at home and and contemplate and reflect. And there's a virtue in it, actually. There's a, you know, there's a virtue in in it, in the Quran and in the Prophet's way. So, mm. Mm. Yeah. so, um, so uh, according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, ADAA, um, anxiety disorders are affecting 40 million adults in the United States, 18 or older, um, mm. which is 18% of the population every year. Um, mm. Yet, only 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. Mm. And working in the field that you work in, given the circumstances that many of us, of us are under right now, um, when the the stay at home order was placed, did your wheel start to spin about that, about these things, and and what, how you would continue your work and care for those who you know who who seek you every day? Mm. Definitely, um, you know, a big part of spiritual care in the medical field and sort of the training that goes alongside that is um, you know paying attention to yourself as well as others and so like the foundation of your care for others comes out of it uh, trying to get an understanding and an articulation of what you're going through yourself mm. you know um, and so I think being able to speak to your own experience is very important like I'm worried I'm concerned um, how do you sort through all the different layers of yourself physically uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, can we articulate sort of what it is on these different levels that we're experiencing, right? Like I talked about on the, my first physical reaction was feeling physically sort of tired and down and sort of that, what does that mean to retreat? You know, do I push forward? Do I, you know, slug it out? Do I retreat? And just trying to find that that me medium, that, that balance, that middle way. Um, mm. So, it definitely is like this aspect of articulating. How do we keep our bodies, you know, sound, right? The things that we're doing with our physicality that's expressing um, perhaps stress and worry. What's our capacity? You know, everyone has a different capacity, but, but people to just self-examine, like, what am I going through? 
inside of myself is this exhaustion about, you know, uh, uh, fear of the future. Um, and how can I, as we've seen with, with brothers and sisters in the community, keeping themselves physically in good condition as possible, you know, mm -hmm. being important. Also mentally, it's like sorting through and sifting through all of the uh, sort of information age that we're in. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, we're, it's, it's natural, and this is something we talk about in spiritual care a lot, like it's natural to try and make sense of, of the situation we're in, mm -hmm. to, to come up with narratives that mean something, you know, and it could be theories along, and we talked about this the other night, you know, there's so many different narratives about why is this happening, and it's natural to ask, mm -hmm. why is this happening, what does this mean, you mm -hmm. know, is this the end of the world, is this the end of the world as we know it, okay, we're gonna go through and sift through that stuff. So let's start like articulating, thinking through. Um, and then spiritually is an area I think, um, and emotionally, let's go to emotions. So again, the emotion and the body are very connected as well. There's like the spectrum of our identity from physical through mental, through emotional, through spiritual. So just acknowledging there are these different spectrums of quote ourselves mm -hmm. that uh, we can attend to pay attention to and and take care of so uh the spiritual is you know an emotional sort of dealing with that state of what is our what is our heart paying attention to mm. you know what is our heart consuming mm. right so what we listen to what we expose our to ourselves to it goes into our ears it goes into mm. our eyes our eyes and it downloads into our hearts you know and we have a response can we articulate what that is and can we sort of um, choose like what we're going to consume to as 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 heart food or as spiritual sustenance mm. that actually sort of fuels you know our our sense of being like so anxiety is this sort of fear of the future you mm. know and um, so it's sort of like a, a a fear of the future and I've been thinking about this idea of trusting in quote the unseen and mm. so there's unseen is just the future on mm. one like basic level um, but then there's like layers to this which is like um, the unseen being the aspect of the physical the physical spiritual emotional world that is unseen like um, Acknowledging like the pillars of the faith, you know, which names and attributes do I want to consume? Do I want to be in remembrance of, of at mm. this time? I need to call upon um, these attributes to really consume, like mm -hmm. really just like we consume. People may binge on, you know, Netflix or whatever, but do I have time <laughs> to, <laughs> to binge on like, um, what it means to to really call upon a lot and to take sustenance from um, the provider, from the nourisher, from mm. uh, the light, from the subtle one, like nourish, nourish the heart on salawat of the Prophet be nourished. And it's not just like from the tongue, it's just letting it like go down, just like we consume a good song. It's like it goes in and we're like moving with it. What about... <laughs> You know, moving the, the body, what about the vicar? Is it going to sort of like move our our soul and our inner mm. self to, to consume like from the unseen?
Mm. So I think bringing that narrative to to say like, you know, that our our sustainer, we're going to go through different states from depression, weariness, um, anxiety. And yes, talk to someone, talk, have a buddy system. You know what I mean? Have someone that you can sort of compare notes with and reason through with and reflect with, but also have time where you're like able to consume from the unseen, which mm. is you know, uh, the, the names and attributes of Allah that describe Allah, that make our, our souls feel, feel stronger or the angelic world that accompanies those names and attributes, you know? Mm. Um, and, and so like the Isra of Miraj is very much, you know, um, what we passed through this past month is very much about that. It's like acknowledging that there's a world that's living around the dense world and around the dense ideas the prophet mm. was not in good condition when he took the the um socially when he took the the night ascension but mm. yet granted to him and we're his community we're his ummah yeah and yeah. so um we have sort of that opportunity too so yeah those are some thoughts no beautiful beautiful i um so i'm i'm reading several things but one of the things that i'm reading is uh the book by uh hazrat inayat khan um okay. who was actually it was referred to me from ismail yeah um uh, says i'm a sound in music mm -hmm. and uh, this morning i'm reading it and in it he's discussing rhythm like in the first couple sections he's talking about rhythm rhythm yes. of sound vibrations and, and rhythm and mm -hmm. Things like like what's going on now would kind of disturb the rhythm of mm. of what you were discussing as far as um, basically empty calories of of what we're taking in in the, like the sensory world. Uh, when you say like binge on Netflix, guilty. Oh, I, I, I don't think I binge, binge, but I watch it. But um, you know, I'm trying to keep a balance. You know, binge read. You know. Pray, follow eyes, all that. So, <laughs> study studying the, the science of, uh, you know, Ozark. No. <laughs> so, um, that, that's just, you know, and people, uh, people ultimately have, um, and that's, that's Issa crying in the background if you can. Um, but, um, people have had a certain comfortability with the rhythm of taking in empty calories. And I think a lot of um, what the people of the inner have tried to illuminate is that world that you were talking about, that there, there is the, the, the mechanisms that are at play are so much vast, you know, so more vast than, than what we are like taking in every day. And that if sure. we could only but silence ourselves, <laughs> um, we might be able to see something outside of that. But it is so difficult because um, before, let's say, you know, um, B BCP, B before cell phones, <laughs> right? <laughs> before cell phones, you had kind of like the outside or maybe nonsense that's going on outside. But now you can you can kind of live within the capturings of your phone, 
And um, I don't know what has made you think about that because everything's gone into online, Mm -hmm. like full force. We were like all, everybody was kind of worried about social interactions and how our ability and our capacity and our stamina for social interactions are declining. But now it's like, hey, we got to go full on with this thing. Mm. 58 webinars, uh, mm. <laughs> you know, content, content, content. Right, so, right, right. Absolutely. So, like, there's Zoom, yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Facebook Live, everything. Like, we were saying, like, it's like a TV show on Instagram now. Which <laughs> one of my friends, I want to watch his show. Okay, I'm going to watch, mm. I'm going to check in with Kure and like, you know, I'm going to check in with my meditation mentor. Ah, yeah. oh, he's keeping moving. He's boring. Um, but um <laughs> you're tapping out that's the thing <laughs> so, so how so how how do how do yeah. we tap out yeah this is great um i think uh like it goes back to that basic like in the like verily are our actions according to this beautiful thing called niat this beautiful thing called intention right mm-hmm. and um niat can can be can come through in these these ways that give us sort of responsibility to let's let's go to this idea of self-care as soul care like mm. this, the nafs is is people often refer to the nafs as this uh, you know like you gotta fight your nafs okay no the nafs is is a dynamic nafas is breath right the nafas is your breath and so you have this dynamic spectrum of like who we are physically Mm. mentally emotionally spiritually there's this dynamic being that who we are and so to be able to bring intention into that means it's it's you're saying i want to engage in a rhythm i want to engage in a rhythm my rhythm is is changed i'm used to getting up at a certain time moving here moving there it's giving me meaning meaning now i have to slow down now i have to sit uh run laps around my living room whatever but (laughs) but then there are times of like you said the virtue of sitting is saying okay now look let's just take it like this we have these little beat machines you know in the hip-hop community like (laughs) some of the i I like those videos where it's like yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) so it's like the creator has given us this opportunity to be like okay you like beat rhythm is part of Rhythm is part of your your nature. Now, Vic, we're a resonant community. Like the Ummah is actually a resonant community. Like the the Quran is chanted, it's sung. Vicar is Vicar. We have to come back to the rith, the rhythmic aspect and the the musical aspect of Vicar. Mm. You know, listen to the Tijanis. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Mm. La, you know. And and so that's an intentional engagement with with the ancient words of Allah, mm. you know, with with the with the name Allah, 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 Allah. Right? Mm. It's it's we we somehow you know, and there's a historical reasons for that, especially in the U.S. have divorced our, from the rhythmic aspect of our faith tradition from the with rhythmic aspect of our, you know, like the, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, 
do thicker until people think that you're crazy. They call you crazy, right? You know, like, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> say, you know, brother, you doing, doing that? you know, people come and criticize you. Actually, Muslims, non-Muslims, they enjoy it. Sometimes, like, Muslims are like, bro, are you over with the thickering, thickering too much? Or, oh, come on. But, <laughs> but what you're doing, in a sense, is engaging that innate thing that's part of our, like, especially speaking as African-American people, it's part of our culture. Mm. To, to engage in the drum. The drum is, is a reflection of the heart, the, the body, the heartbeat, right? Be intentional with your heartbeat in, in chanting, th doing dhikr for Allah. And so it is sort of this, like, people have separated, you know, the, the sort of, quote, secular expressions of rhythm and music from the spiritual. And mm. so we have to bring that back. We have to say, no, you can make beats, but, mm -hmm. but why not like engage in like the universal rhythm? Like everything's on a rhythm, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, the, the seasons, the oceans, you know, ocean waves are on a, uh, on a rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, rivers, uh, our heartbeats, our breathing, our blinking, respiration. It's on a rhythm, so be intentional with it. That's why mm -hmm. meditation comes in. You know, it's like like being present with these basic aspects of life to open up the internal technology. You know, people be like, "Oh, that's spooky." No, you have the the physical realm of the heartbeat. What about the spiritual realm behind the heartbeat? Yeah. Yes. The physical realm of the breathing. What about the spiritual realm that surrounds your breathing? Mm. It's not far away. Why not enjoy it? It's the 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 breath is a mercy. Mm. Mm. Celebrate the mercy of the breath. Enjoy it like it's a sprite. Mm. Obey the spiritual thirst. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can I can imagine. We, we probably have, there's a machine that can make lungs breathe. There's a machine that can, that can, yeah, it, there it, it is. can get up and make, a lung, make the lung breathe and make the heartbeat too. That's what's going but on right now. But it can't make it alive. <laughs> it can't make it alive. You know, it can make, it can probably stand a, a corpse up and, and make it function and, and do things and, but it won't, it won't provide that, that, that soul electricity to it. And uh, yeah, yeah, and that's what's going on. You know, this this fear of being on a ventilator. You know, it's like this this particular virus puts people on ventilators that breathe for them, and it's like that's horrifying to a great extent. You know, because like, are you living or dying? You're not sure. And to go ahead and claim like your breath now and be like, or even if you're jogging, you know. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like that rhythm is something that I think you you connect with people who are with that. Like it's it's that's the chain of transmission back to the Prophet them. Whenever you see the people of Dhikr, they have all kinds of musicality around them. Mm. And this is this is something of, of our tradition. Tala al Badru Alena mm. is the, the, the kick the kickoff of mm a rhythmic musical relationship to the prophetic reality. Mm. It's not, it's not, it's not part-time entertainment. It's devotional mm. 
expression of love. Mm. You know, it's a feedback loop of love mm. and mm. compassion and mercy and remembrance. Yeah. Mashallah. Mm. Um, one of the, uh, I think to, to, to paint, I try my best to church to try to paint pictures yeah. of what I've seen, what I've experienced. Um, and so I know there are always certain key moments where even the things we've devoted our entire lives to, the, the, the studies and the crafts, but what could you say is a, is a moment for you where the, all the things that you were mentioning kind of like made sense? Like it all, it all melded together for you, and and you were having that sort of like the out of body observant type of experience. Like, is this happening? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, for real. Okay. <laughs> I definitely remember the moment I was, you know, eighteen years old, um, in in at San Francisco State, and. Uh, I had, you know, reached this point of sort of being self-centered. I grew up in a very culturally uh, and uh, I would say spiritually, not so more religious, but definitely even politically rich environment of consciousness. You know, my mother is um, is a Japanese American um, artist, uh, fourth generation. I saw her spending her life articulating the cultural experience of being Asian American alongside the different ethnic um, narratives. My father was in the Nation of Islam and he, you know, uh, was part of um, MIB and uh, Malcolm X companion, you know, so I, I, I had all this stuff, but I was an 18 year old, you know, my father had passed away when I was a baby. I had reached this point where like, I knew consciousness was important, but I was still like, kind of like a selfish 18 year old. <laughs> and Allah um, broke that down completely. Um, where like sort of the, the veil of comfort was stripped, veil of comfort in my body and my mind was stripped away. And, you know, I spent my daylight hours in anxiety and in, um, sort of experiencing existential discomfort in my own self. And, you know, a lot of people in the reality is people try and medic medicate that. And I was definitely struggling with that as well, mm. you know. Um, Self-medication is a big thing in, in Muslim and non-Muslim communities, mm. you know. You want to get that relief. You want to get that first, that first thing that you experienced when you tasted this or that, and, you, and you're chasing it. Oh, that sense of connectedness, that sense of funny, funniness, or how food tastes, or you know where I'm going mm. with this. Mm-hmm where life is on a high but then it's it's like now you're caught in a cycle yeah. you know needing that thing to find peace to find um relief so mm. i was in the midst of you know trying to figure out what had happened to me and i was i was struggling on on different levels but i was trying to take care of my body i was running i was um jogging and the symptoms would go away and they would come back huh. and I did all, you know, I, it just made me inquire, like, what is this? What is this that I'm going through? And then uh, um, a good friend of mine over the phone was like, you know, you don't have faith. And I didn't have a, 
yeah, that's my recommendation. When a person's suffering, just like, you don't have faith, brother. No, but that happened to be the the thing that that after I had exhausted other efforts, like I was like, you're right. I haven't I haven't ex exerted faith. So I, I hung up the phone and it was sort of like an opening of the heart and um, in my dorm room that this this experience of connection to God that I had a distant acknowledgement of became very intimate. Uh, and it was a moment of like electricity, uh, I would call it like the lights were, were clicked back on. Uh, Love was there all, all along, but the lights were clicked on in, with some form of intention. There uh, was an intention involved, you know, I want to engage this, this, this light of the unseen. And uh, it clicked on and I was like, whoa. But that was just the beginning of what is what is that prayer? What is what does it mean to pray? Mm. Does it really mean to like talk to God and have God respond to you mm. personally in a in a way that's very intimate? Mm. So I say that to share that you know, yes, that was a moment that the lights clicked on, but it just led to another uh, plateau of like I used writing actually to pray mm. i used to pray all right writers. Writers. <laughs> writers yeah and and i'm sure many of these of writers are familiar and this is like a theme that you carry in your work is um you know write you know articulate what it is but and allah says in the quran i taught them by the pen what they didn't know what's mm. the best thing to know your connection of your soul with the light of existence with the light of you know the universe your cells your your mm. breathing your your the things that you're experiencing on the other side of that pain and and difficulty or the things we've been hiding about how do we like get through that to the other side where there's like light and space and mm. you know options right of how we want to relate in a creative way in a mm. in authentic way mm. That was a, definitely one of a series of experiences over, you know, a period of time mm. that the pen became my prayer. Mm. And, you know, I did learn to speak as well, mm. which is expression of, you know, articulation that mm. God need help with this particular situation. I'm about to step in here. I do not want anxiety. Can you show me how? Mm. Be confident. Mm -hmm. How to be trusting. Mm -hmm. I need help in this exact thing. I have pain. Can mm. you show me how to work with that pain, through mm. that pain? Can you show me how to overcome it? Mm. You know. So that began, began um, and it's it's still like a, a perplexing thing. I didn't I didn't come into this quarantine feeling like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right. Hmm. Yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, you know, because I, I I I wrote uh, I wrote something because some people people were like, if you don't come out of this quarantine having learned Mandarin and opened up three Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> You failed. It's like, um, you know, I always say 
to especially to people who work in the arts, you know, whatever is in you genuinely, let it come out. Mm-hmm. And so there are some mechanical parts to having to let the work come out of you and for you to express it. You know, I got to get the mic together so it sounds a certain way. But I'm not putting anything out that isn't already in or that hasn't already been instilled um, via some experience, some happening. Um, and so I was like, it's so difficult to turn off that little tick that comes with growing up in America, growing up in the West, and this sort of just piranha tank that we live in, like Dollar America, yeah, where you live, you are taught to live by everything around you, mm-hmm. to live outside yourself, to mm-hmm. feed yourself, to feed your ego, like you're... You, 95% of life is Just to talk about let's eat <laughs> is like is is we on shark time you know and mm-hmm. even sharks take breaks but here it's like <laughs> it's like blood in the water like if you need any if you if you smell any blood even if you're doubly full uh you mm-hmm. gotta go eat and attack mm-hmm. and so um, I think that probably can kick up anxiety for, for people who, even if they're trying to get nearer to Allah, like yeah. nobody said just because you're home now that, you know, you're going to finish, um, I don't know, seven juice over this time. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I was just talking to my little brother-in-law. He's in uh, Tanzania right now. And um, he's trying to finish the car. And so... Uh, I asked him yesterday, I'm like, how much far you got to go? He was like, I got 20 jewels. And I was just like, that's good, man. Like, like, just keep going. You know, you don't, you know, the expiration date is death. Other than that, you know, it's going to come out. So um, Mm -hmm. how did, you know, I guess maybe if you saw things like that, like how did that, how did you reflect on that? And how can you calm the folks down? I think they're supposed to have 50 movie scripts and <laughs> when this thing's all over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a, it is, maybe it's a, a going against the grain, which is, you know, I'm okay. I guess I'm okay with being a stranger and talking about clearly. Things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm a weirdo, but um, Bismillahir Rahman Rahim is like, you know, it's more than it's a destination you know Mm. the names and attributes of first of all you know huh you you you've you've given us a good challenge to uh it's like (laughs) bismillahirrahmanirrahim what i'm what i'm trying to go towards is what is the individual's relationship to compassion like and mercy Mm. you know we say those words we say like bismillahirrahmanirrahim or we may say it in our own language that we grew up in with compassion mercy okay we know it's important we wish it to each other in the prayers uh, or the greetings assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi you know Assalamu alaikum ya nabi wa rahmatullahi 
mm. about tattoo, you know. So mercy, we have different aspects of ourselves. We have like the lower self, okay? Like it's a mercy to sort of take care of that lower self in a way that serves those around us, mm. that, that makes it less dangerous for those around us. Mm. You know, that makes it more um, hmm. safe, safe for those around us. Hmm. And but but then it goes back to like, do I feel safe with my insecurities? Hmm. You know, do I feel safe with with knowing that God's mercy is definitely bigger than the stuff that I do? Hmm. I'm going to keep trying to do it, but it's like. When I've, when everything is shifting around right now, everything we knew, how do I reorient? Where's the mercy? Like, where's my connection to the mercy? Hmm. You know, that, that makes me write the next song hmm. uh, to, to help someone or hmm. to do the next podcast. Hmm. And another thing that I was thinking about is that we identify so much with our bodies, like, <laughs> remembering that the that it took you 120 days in your mother's womb even before you were put into your mother's mm. you didn't start with your mother's womb you mm. you came 120 days after an angel came from somewhere where you were where your real identity was <laughs> then it on into this dna mm. this lineage this narrative mm -hmm. Who was that mm. back then? Mm -hmm. Do you think of him? Do you think of that Kamau or whoever? <laughs> or <when I'm, laughs> right? No, I don't. You know, I forgot about him. Who is that? Um, I don't know, but I'm curious now. I want to know more. We'll make mm. an intention. You know, mm. that, that is that the most real part of myself. If I want to keep it real, mm -hmm. can I find real in that identity mixed with this stuff? Mm. You know, mixed with this story, mixed with this narrative, this neighborhood, mm -hmm. this. Do I dare even remember that? Mm -hmm. Can I find peace and security in saying, oh, like. I didn't start with my mother's womb. I didn't start mm -hmm. with the alcoholics in my family and the drug addicts in my family. I didn't start mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. that was the test once I landed in here mm -hmm. to wake up that awareness and to be like, okay, there's something much bigger than this body, this narrative, this this next dollar, this next rank mm -hmm. of you know whatever mm -hmm. balance. Like, give that some attention. Like, yeah. Yeah. 20 yeah. minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think about my own journey in writing and yeah. how now I just feel like I have, I have 30 times, 100 times more balance in what comes out of my pen because Forcing myself to spend that time in, in, in seclusion unto myself. After you work through the material things that you've experienced, that you've 
exercise on on others or the world and the stuff you you you've um you've took in mm-hmm. there is that 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 being that you're speaking about yes. and 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 he or she is there lurking in the background waiting like all right you know when when's when's my time because mm. ultimately i'm <clears throat> i'm more existent than any of these things that you could ever think of you know, I'll be here around here for a while. We go way back. It was we go way back like stock and character Ajax, right? So we go we go way, way back. You know, I know you more than 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 the womb that, that you were in. And you know, I, I think you you put that so beautifully and I think that legitimately sums up um the basis of of Islam. You know, of of Iman, of Ihsan, is that we have to, our struggle is to get back to honoring that existence. Our, mm-hmm. our struggle is to like get back. Is can we can we get back there? Do we even know? Do you know? Have we even scratched the surface of it? And um, I I get no, I, I didn't get it at first, but I get now while people of the inward are. Misconstrued, taken for granted, and uh, cast off, cast away, <laughs> ostracized. Because if you're truly living in that, then your heart has a very difficult time being here. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like it's like you're hurting anything like that, but like I can imagine there's a mechanism of concern. Yeah. And so the people that you've been able to sit with and learn from, knowing that um, they've, they've they've dedicated a large portion of their time here to making that reality known to regular folks like me. <laughs> um, what can you say about them, you know? Well, what can I say about them? Yeah, we can say about them, people who are striving and striving in that way. In, in the, what you call that, like the N-word you said? Yeah, in the N-word, yeah. Inward, inward. Um, uh, my experience is like we all we all thirst for maybe I shouldn't be so general, but I'm thinking like we all all of human beings thirst for a sense of love, thirst for a sense of um, belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, thirst for a sense of, you know, some type of connection. That's that's what the human being, it's all ingrained in human life to say, you know, lo- I'm searching for love. I'm searching for connection. Now, how that love and connection translates and filters through is a, is a spectrum, right? Sometimes <laughs> it's in, a, in, a, in an abusive way. Mm. You're looking for connection, but you're you see it in taking advantage of of of, of someone who's weaker than you, mm. you know, or um, or in a group of people who uh, have a sense of cohesiveness, but it's based on fight and flight, mm. right? Uh, but 
what I would say about like people of, of love, people of respect, people of remembrance is like that love and honor of they're, they're full of like you go. It's, it's nothing to be intimidated about. It's like just go with love. Like and if you feel like you can't go with love, like find the, some orientation to love in yourself to go and like join in that 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 place of love, like sit for like five minutes and test your love. Don't run away. Like when stuff, when stuff comes out of you that frightens you, don't be scared. Like mm. confidence and mercy. Mm -hmm. Until that stuff gets contextualized and you can let it go. Mm. Still, you can be literate about, oh, I've been holding on to like grief. Mm. And it's it's freaking scary, but I'm going to look at it and say, okay, what's beyond grief now? Mm. You know, what's beyond my hatred for A, B, and C in life? Is there mm. something beyond that? And and people of, of love, I think, can can they give you a presence that you can work through that stuff mm. and, just, and not feel like you have to. They're not going anywhere. Like the, the mercy of God isn't going anywhere like it's there mm. and it's present it's present but we're 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 like running away or having moments and going back and forth with it but it's like no go into the mercy more go into the compassion more let it cook you let it <laughs> like <laughs> let it take out the the stuff that just been causing suffering in your life you mm. know the that keeps repeating be be ready for that like be ready to let that stuff like come out and die off mm. come out of your your stuff and like be like oh crap okay bye uh, I, i'm 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 gonna function this way now you know and and that's where i can gain confidence now through love through compassion through mercy mm. you know and and through honor more than a mask that I may have, you know, generated to protect myself, you know. So it's a very personal thing in terms of like encountering people of vicar. Like uh, the Quran says, ask the people of vicar if you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, okay, like I want to be reminded of who I was before I landed in my mom's, you know, tummy. Like I, I wanna, I wanna identify with that while I'm in this body. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I um. So I'm um, I'm tripping right now because uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about a lot. So when I first met, <clears throat> when I first met, uh, brother Kamal, he was speaking about going into a lake somewhere in Michigan in the wintertime with just shorts on and a kufi. I had and to I cover was, my aura, you know what I mean? My yeah, I had aura. to cover his aura. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Gotta keep, you know, Sharia compliant. Right? Sharia, <laughs> Sharia compliant loans. You got Sharia compliant uh, loan coverings. Nevertheless. <laughs> So, 
And I, I was sitting there like, you know, I'm, and this is me. I, I, I absorb things. I'm a sponge, so I just, I'm just sitting there listening to you talk about that experience, and um, I know what it's like to force your body to do what it doesn't want to do, what it's screaming for you not to do. Um, you know, just from having to play like half my life in sports and. When you have literally nothing in you, and then literally, you know, Allah has created our bodies in this magnificent ways. You know, there's a second gear you can tap into, a fifth gear. I guess the last question I would want to ask you, because you you did it for a, a range of different purposes. Um, can you tell us about the experience and what's still unfolding from that now for you? From going into the ice cold lake, what what is unfolding now? Because I know that was an onion. That wasn't just a one. Oh, it made me feel serene. Or it made me feel powerful. When you reflect back on it, what what is what what is peeling off from doing that? I mean, so I'm from California. I'm from Los Angeles, Southern California. So I grew up in sunny, uh, warm weather. I thrive more in summer. I feel good to be in the sun. When I went to West Africa with, you know, CD Bilal, I was just like, yes, <laughs> you, know, you know, you just feel more alive. And so winter has been very tough for me. You know, shout out to those who are finding ways to come overcome seasonal affective disorder, mm. you know, and, and take their vitamin D and, you know, take care of their bodies and their minds and just acknowledge, well, this, this is affecting me. This weather, these clouds are affecting me. How do I overcome, you know? So, you know, after living in Michigan for 13 years and experiencing different degrees of this, um, I was just like, I can't go through winter, like, afraid of or flinching from the cold. Something that I've, I didn't come to Michigan for the weather. <laughs> but I'm here and I'm in this strange you know, different environments. So to be able to embrace, like, quote, a system, you know, it's like the Wim Hof method where not a lot of uh, melanated people are on those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of European people enjoying the ice, but I'm like, well, I need this for me, you know, and mm. I'm going to learn about conditioning myself to be in situations that you know I can feel at peace in the midst of something that historically I've hated mm. and use the breath that most subtle aspect of our being the breath right mm. you got soft tissue in the body you got a nervous system but the breath is the most subtle aspect <clears throat> to use the breath to change my body chemistry change, my outlook and my attitude towards something that's very much <clears throat> disliked mm. and to embrace it, to, you know, work on immunity and work on um, just the attitude, like an outlook. Mm. So, I mean, I think that's all it really was for me. I don't like to make it. I really don't like to make a big deal. It's sort of like a, novelty like man i tripped myself out right here um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time i find that you know to face into something that you don't like when you have an intention 
to find a nearness to Allah and something that is quote disliked is a very important thing for us to to sort of be open to mm-hmm. Allah showing you oh you dislike this thing but in it is something that's good for you you know and it's like how to embrace that and truly find pleasure mm-hmm. in the midst of something that just well, that's what we're in now right I mean in the dunya there's ups and downs there's unse- unseen like horrors that could break out um but can we still find that that sakina like uh ibrahim found in the fire old fire be cool and peaceful for ibrahim Mm. he's in the fire of nimrod and allah made it serene for him and he had a great nation that came from his loins you know Mm. nation so yeah so this is beautiful um, I just whole thing, period. Um, one of the things I'm I'm thinking about, it's like, I'm thinking last thing, last thing, but <laughs> one of the things I'm thinking about um, is, so Mike Tyson, he had a snippet of his conversation with, I forget who he was talking to. And he was talking about how he dealt with fear as a young, young boy. And how the way he dealt with fear still troubles him to this day because he said that the way for him to deal with fear was to tap into the animal side and destroy whatever, go full force into whatever made him afraid. Right. And... I don't know how much people really appreciated him really articulating a lot of what uh, men go through, where you, you're raised in a society, number one, we, we, we glorify blood and guts. You know, we'll watch Tom Cruise shoot 50,000 people in one movie and clap at the end, right? Right. Um, but, <laughs> right, you know, it's like... <laughs> Mission Impossible 13. This time he's going to shoot 62,000 people. <laughs> and so, um, in that, I saw something that kind of like really just put a light bulb out. I said, wow, he really articulated a lot of people. A lot of people are in fear or they're afraid of fear or seeming fearful. So, they tap into this other part, you know, that we, that we have. And one, um, our tradition, Rasulullah um, um, is that you tap in every every part you tap into is for a purpose. So if he's going to you know battle, there's a certain purpose for that. You know if he's tapping into the most softer parts of himself, it's a purpose for that. And when you just spoke about that, I feel like you provided the proper side of the coin for what Mike Tyson was talking about. And you're talking about forcing yourself to approach something that may have been troubling you or it's this this impending doom that people are are experiencing and just looking to be able to use the things that Allah has given us, just breathing to get through it. 
and like focusing on that that gift <laughs> right mm-hmm. and so there's no sword swinging or anything evolved with that it's literally tapping into this internal gift of breath and i feel like you summed yeah. it up well um given that uh coronavirus is is a respiratory um situation yeah and you're you you work on meditation with people which is also deeply regarding respiratory functioning <laughs> yeah 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 and um, so yeah you know just what you know what, what would you you know if this is our last recording, you know, what would you want to yeah. say to the world? It's April 5th, 2020. Mm-hmm. The world is under quarantine uh-huh. right now. And we have um, a man, Kamal, you be with us. So give us some lasting words, inshallah. Okay, so we talked about the self on a spectrum, right? And the physical aspect, the animal aspect is probably, it's the smallest aspect of our self. This is like a vehicle. It should be mm-hmm. like... Yeah, I'd love to ride through my neighborhood on a tiger, you know, ride through the neighborhood on, on a lion, but but not inside the tiger, right. not inside Ooh. the lion, you know, ride on top of the lion. So, mm-hmm. and 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 we have in our tradition, you know, that these these saints, these friends of God in Africa, would ride on top of lions and and mm. tigers, you know, and and so we do have a warrior aspect to ourself to honor however the the um the aspect of ourself when we talk about the the tranquil self mm-hmm. like the the tranquil self people are like oh well that's when i go to paradise <laughs> i'm gonna have the tranquil self then i hope <laughs> do you, you identify with an aspect of your being do you have a desire to 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 identify with an aspect of your being which is in your breath, which is in your heart, which is in your energy field, of which science says this physical body is like point zero 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 whatever part of of the universe? Like I'm talking quantum physics, mm. but the prophet said the whole dunya is like if it were the the um, if it were worth the wing of a mosquito, you know, then those who would deny Allah wouldn't even get a sip of water in this dunya if it were worth the wing of a mosquito. In other words, <laughs> on the scale of who we are as human beings, are we willing to acknowledge there's a much larger part that you were referring to as a writer when you sit down and you tap into your intention and you want to you want to sacralize life that you see that, mm. that child that's on the swings that the the way that that certain people walk through life that reflect they don't they may not see it but it reflects the the divine majesty they don't even see it. they don't they're just like you're reflecting the divine majesty, my friend, when I see you walk in a certain way. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is the attribute of a Jabbar, right? Yeah, mm. Jabbar is the, on one hand, compelling, irresistible, but also the mender of hearts. Hmm. So on one hand, it's power, it's, it's majesty, it's irresistibility, 
but it's also the mending of mm. my heart mm. from being what afraid or hateful or denying the beauty that is part of me and part of you and part of everyone so that part of myself how does that relate and translate down into like a moment and sitting by myself and being like i call upon the mender of hearts the powerful one not to let that ptsd run me and 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 continue to abuse and smash on people who are, you know, a quote threat to me. Mm. Mm. Is it them that's a threat, or is it some shadow in me <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm truly threatened by that that person represents? Mm. And if I can like face that shadow. And Allah can coordinate everything for you to face your shadow. I mean, we that's what death is. That's what death is. It's like, what shadows will you be trading for the mercy of Allah at that time? Hmm. Hmm. Or will you be clinging to the shadow? Hmm. Like, the mercy of Allah is so big. Do it now. Practice 20 minutes a day. <laughs> you got five prayers to try to practice. Immerse yourself in mercy so that you can sort of like have the confidence to deal with the absolutely haunting things step by step. You know, write them down. Oh, this frightens me. Mm. You don't have to show the whole neighborhood. Just write it down for yourself and, mm. and think about it. How do I divine? How do I get the divine wisdom to heal from that which makes me? violent to my family or violent to whoever mm. you know and don't give up don't that's one thing that um is forbidden do not despair or give up don't cut yourself from mercy mm. not if you do anything else do not cut yourself from mercy you better run after that mercy mm. yeah Allah will be happy with us yeah. if we run after mercy he'll be happy and we'll be happy too as a community. Imam, Imam Kamal Ayubi, alhamdulillah. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, for, for this time. Um, I think <laughs> this is the, the most above and beyond, in the sense of above and beyond, um, interview that, I, that I've had. And um, alhamdulillah, you know, that we were able to do it in this particular time. So I just want to thank you for uh, for for just taking the time right now, dealing with my babies running in. My babies are running in. They're looking at the door. They're being quiet. They're like, "Are you gonna paint with us now?" <laughs> like she's mouthing, "Are you going to paint yeah. with us?" Um, and all that, God man. Bless. So I just I just thank you, inshallah, and um, may Allah, Allah protect bless. you, protect your work, and protect your family. I mean, may Allah bless you and your family, those who are your friends and companions, and give us that sweetness of you know companionship uh, of Nabiin. Siddiqin, Shadda, Salihin, those those beautiful souls that are dispersed throughout. May we find that way to like, you know, be together and bask in the love of Allah, the mercy yeah. of Allah. And um, you know, the truths that Allah wants to share with us. You know, He wants to share, He's the generous. Yeah. So may Allah help us to bask in in with with one another and that, that companionship. Amen, amen. All right, inshallah. Thank you. All right. All right.